Hey everybody, Marie DeMenth here. Hope you are surviving this whirlwind of the holiday season. We are back with another re-release this week as part of our Vacation Restream series. This week we are back with a wonderful restream featuring Ari Antoine, also known as El Dujour, of Sensuel Arts and Media. You may have heard this episode before, but for those of you who have not, Ari is a sex coach and podcaster with Sensuel Podcast. I've actually been fortunate enough to work on her show these last several weeks, and it has been a total dream. Um, we really loved this interview and love diving into the topics of sexuality and queerness and how those are connected and talk about some things that we wish we had known when we were in our early dating days as, as young babes and gay babes. Um, yeah, so hope you enjoy this restream. Wanted to do a quick shout out about FemFest. Our pre-sale tickets are live right now. There's a link to the tickets in the show notes of this episode. Pre-sale ends on December 20th. So get in on those early pricings while you still can. $10 single day passes and $20 weekend passes. That's three days of fun for 20 bucks, y'all. What more could you ask for? Can't get a better deal than that. All right, folks, without any further ado, here is our restreamed episode with Ari Antoine, also known as El Du Jour of Sensuel Arts and Media. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of What the Femme Podcast. I am Marie Dement. I am Birdie Holly, and we are back with a Femisode. Hi. Hello. Sorry, it's been two weeks. Y'all seen this? <laughs> Y'all seen this right now? Oh my god! For those of you who have I not know, joined Kat. the Patreon, you you should join it right now for this very reason because Needy Boy is literally swatting, beckoning me, ma'am. <laughs> Come on in. Come on. It's been five pets. It's been five minutes since my last pet. You can come. Come on. You're holding up the show, bro. Come on, come on in here. Everybody say, come on, me. Come on, cat. Come on, cat. You can do it. Not happening. Oh my god. <laughs> Guess this is just what he's doing. Okay. Like, you were gone, please. <laughs> Give me attention. All right. Well, everybody make sure to follow the Patreon so you can see. So you can see this adorable cat. Try and make his being adorable. Yeah, exactly. All right. So before we get started, uh, number one, obviously, thanks for the patience. Uh, while as we battled a literal winter storm, a unprecedented weather. Yeah, an absolute natural disaster. Uh, it's been a highly traumatic time for everybody. Um, especially those who obviously have families who've lost their lives with people who've lost their lives and things. Um, so we took time off to be considerate and preserve or conserve our energy in, in solidarity with others. And then we hit a little bit of a snafu this week in the episode to you, but here we fucking are. Here we are. We have made it. We have, pursued- we have made it. I have been having some health struggles. So oh yes, yeah. So-, so if you, if I'm a little quiet, if I'm not fully at bird capacity, that's why that's totally <laughs> everything why. is fine. We're getting things figured out, but my energy's low. Um, I'm a little spacey space cadet. So, but I'm here, mm. I'm feeling good today. So and that's I'm glad right. to be here. 
And that is what it is most important is that you're feeling good today. And I'm so glad. Yeah, I have moments, but I'm doing okay right now. Hell yeah. Well, everybody send the good vibes down the old train (laughs) and uh, keep the baby bird in your thoughts while we get this shit figured out. It's a wild ride. It's a wild ride indeed. So uh, this week we are actually bringing you a fun interview with the one and only Ari Antoine of Sensuel Yoga and Sensuel Podcast, also known as El Jour, previous guest from a long time ago in a galaxy far away during the before times. During the before times. Yeah, exactly. So go check out that interview with her to learn more about the burlesque side of her stuff. But today we're going to be talking about sex. We're talking a lot about, about sex, baby. Had to do it to him. We had to do it to him. You enjoyed it. Now everybody go listen, pause this, go listen to that song, come back. Yes. Get ready. The amount of times I do that, especially when I'm listening to shout out to, um, you know what I'm going to say? The pop culture podcast that we both listen to a lot. Keep it. Yeah. Keep it. <laughs> They'll be yes. talking about some like Celine Dion song and I'm like, what's I talking about? And I'll pause it and go find it and listen to it. And then I'll come and back to it. Back. And I'm like, oh, okay. I understand the now joke. I understand. Now. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Love context. So yes. please definitely go check out her episode. We had a great time hanging out with her after the Dallas burlesque festival many moons ago um so we'll be bringing you that interview here in a little bit um but before that we're gonna do our regular show little no little regular bi-weekly bits as it were names still working on those still working on it i like bi-weekly bits bi-weekly bits that's because i watch um i'm gonna out myself right now um, as a trash person but i watch Mm -hmm. uh love island well, that's right. Tanner. Every single time I come over, it's like <laughs> Love Island. I'm like, ah, yes. That show is like fucking crack. I'm telling you what. I understand. Um, but there's, I think it's this season or the one that I was watching before, but it's called the Do Bits Society. And which is a relevant thing that we're talking about. Word. Um, because it's the Do Bits Society. It's like the people that have done bits, which means like the people that have had sex. Oh. So, Oh, I like the right. bi weekly bits. The bi weekly bits. Okay. That's appropriate for this week. Nice. <laughs> Love Island. The bits Society. They call, exactly. it, they call it doing bits in the UK, I think. So that's, that's cute. Really cute. That's a lot better than like fucking, fucking, you know? How American. Uh, I know. It's so very American indeed. Um, yeah. So we've got our bi our weekly bits for you. Um, but first, I wanted to say thank you to everybody who keeps leaving us reviews. We are still a five star rated podcast. Not sure who came in on Apple uh, podcasts and said that we deserved a one star. Whoever you are, please let me know. I'd really like to have a conversation with you. About yeah. Wrong. Go stop. You're wrong. So roll up. No, I'm right. Kidding. Or why you're right. We're open to- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or why you you're absolutely fight. right. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah. No, honestly, we're open to constructive criticism. Absolutely. Two Virgos so, has receding inside. No, I'm kidding. It's right. fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, but I mean, we do like the constructive criticism. So lay it on yeah, us. Absolutely. Don't just um, leave so a one star and bounce. Say right. something. Do a thing or follow us on Spotify. If you listen to us on Spotify, we appreciate that. Um, reviews on Apple podcasts are great. Um, also, thank you to everybody who joined us for our first Rise Market live stream ever with Allison Ooh. Allie Barnes of Allison Lee Designs and co-founder of Rise Market. It was a great time. Had a nice time getting to talk about Allie. Always enjoy that. She's such a great pal. Um, so if you enjoyed what you got to watch last week, um, you can tune in again with us next month on Wednesday, March 17th at 7 p.m. Central on Facebook Live as well. That's St. Patrick's Day, isn't it? Oh, shit. We're about to get <laughs> yeah baby for those of you who imbibe i guess we will be drinking in the comments yes it'll be good green beer 
green beer. I'll make sure to uh, wear some green or something. It's not in our brand, but I'll find it. (laughs) (laughs) I've been investing in a lot of velvet recently. I think I'm just going to get, like do the full rainbow all in velvet and call it a day. I think that's a great idea. I think that's what I'll be doing. So we'll be joined or I'll be joined by uh, Frank's forever, who is a Latin hip hop rap pop artist. Um, they are an amazing performer. Uh, they come on recommendation from the lovely team behind Rise Market themselves. Um, so we're going to have a little interview and catch some performances by them as well. Hell yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. So everybody come hang out. That's going to be Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central. Won't be any more. It will be up to an hour long of a show. So woohoo. Come hang out. All right. Now time for the bi-weekly bits. Woo, 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 woo. All right. So in honor of this week's topic, we're going to talk about the word sex once again. So sad. I can't say it just seriously. I'm Ari's about to like whip no. me in shape as as being able to like not <laughs> We're be a bunch a child. Old boys. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah. So uh, in honor of our topic, I chose the word sex. And so that one is pretty easy. Um, in French, it is just sex. Oh, really? Yeah. You slap an, you slap an E on the end to the English spelling, put an accent, uh, accent grave. So the one that goes down on the first S on the first E rather. So S E accent grave X E or S E X E. Oh man. I missed the accent on the first one. S E accent grave X E. There you go. (laughs) I don't know what just happened, but I'm enjoying it. I gave you both (laughs) alphabetical spellings. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. French. I was like, are you sounding it out? Are these letters? No, that's just how I it spells. I will record myself reading the French alphabet sometime and, and post that. <gasps> and then you can have that on Do it naked. forever. And hey, it join saying. the Patreon and maybe I'll put that on there. That sounds like a great idea. See our bits sure. while we Write do it our down. bits. See the bits while we do the bi-weekly bits. Oh my God. There it is. Join the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com slash what the fed podcast. We'll be doing that. Okay. Next bi-weekly bit, we do have our official Rise Market Artist Pick of the Week, sponsored by the one and only Rise Market. Um, first up, we have got here. I will share my screen. So briefly. First up, we have a really great producer pride lips look at these what the fuck they're pride lip gloss oh my god i need one immediately i need oh my god my lip smackers like early 2000s fantasy oh my gosh yes it's exactly it's being fulfilled but gay yeah absolutely. i'm very 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 (gasps) i know so fun so for um for those of you who are listening at home yes pride lips is a uh handmade locally or local produced black owned poc owned trans queer owned um business for uh how do we excuse me makeup producer oh my goodness me boy come look at these glosses look so look at that look at this which one do you want which one do you want to pick one one Get the sapphic one. I like the sapphic oh, one. It looks like geez. strawberry cheesecake. Yeah. Chunky cat. He's a big so, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so about the 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 creator behind Pride Lips, Raiden is a 21-year-old black and queer creator and entrepreneur. 
He has his hands in many pots, including the beauty industry, crafting, cooking, slash baking, and art. Whenever he's not working, he can also be found reading and gardening, but he's almost always working. Yeah. I fully understand that. <laughs> also probably a Virgo. <laughs> also probably a Virgo. Would love to know. To Would know love more. to know. Yes. They so need he- to make that like part of their little bios for your, each person. Oh my gosh. Right. They absolutely should. Bam have their little astrology signs on there yes absolutely that would be great we need to know Uh, it's very important it is definitely an important one um so yeah everybody go check out pride lips that's their same handle on instagram i follow them they're also really produce a lot of really great content on tiktok so if you are a tiktok pal also follow us on yeah we uh again rose it from the dead and so it's a fun time hoping to use that more often. Okay, here we go. So our second uh, Rise Market Artist Pick of the Week. Take it away, Bird. Okay, we have Almond Oi. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds really cool so far. Loving it. Um, they So Almond Oi is a forever collaboration between Ella and Nirvana Trey, where a couple of, of Southern Dyke fire signs wow it's gonna take a minute you just you just asked for this and then they just delivered it i ask and you shall receive man you know what i'm saying god i love the universe yes i'm still i'm okay so first of all um if you're listening um and oi i love you guys very much please let's follow each other on instagram and become friends um so they're a couple of southern dyke fire signs making jewelry in portland we're witches we're punks we're in love and we're a kick-ass team you guys, I'm your biggest fans already. Right now, done. Already. <laughs> um, it's sacred. It's all sacred and it's all fun. We value generosity, sustainability, our mission, success through honesty, everything else, queer, punk, fag, magic, y'all. With a magic, K. if you will. Magic. <gasps> you just coined a new term. <laughs> fag magic. Now wait till you see these things. Look at their look at their 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 wares. Uh, and I love the names of everything. I believe. Bloody hoops. Wait for I want her, these baby. hoops. Oh, this stuff is rad. Yeah, I really <laughs> like this. So for those of you at home, we are looking at some really awesome jewelry with some yeah. natural stone and um, some great metal work. It looks like some handmade designs. Yeah, this one right here. I am really curious to see if this came in this shape or if they hand or formed they, this shape. I don't know, but that's gorgeous. Right? Isn't that insane? I mean, mm-hmm. that, that has to have. I don't even know. I got to know, though. Um, what do we got? Is that all other products? I think so. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very curious about whatever this is. Yeah, that's really fucking cool. Ear weights. What does that mean? How does Someone it? Uh, maybe it's something if you've got gauges. Yeah, to like. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, for like stretching, maybe? Ear weights. I'm going to look it up. Guess we got to interview them. <laughs> Guess we got to find yeah, out. I would fucking love to. A bunch of Southern fucking punk queer fire signs. Yes, absolutely. I'm obsessed with them already. I am too. Right on. Well, everybody check out Omanoi. They are on Instagram, I believe, as the same. We'll include their shop page on Rise Market in our show notes. And uh yeah, you should be able to follow them online. All oh, their stuff is so cute. Awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Whoop, all right. That, whoop, there it is, as one might say. Um, all right. That concludes our Rise Market Artist Picks of the Week. Everybody, please enjoy. Ooh. Next up, we've got our 
Um, we've got what's happening. So just real quick, wanted to say congratulations to Outreach Denton. They just brought on a couple of new um, board members to join their steering committee. Oh, yeah. One of which is a past guest, Naomi Cleaver, also known as Tula Moore. Uh, the name of the second person escapes me and I sincerely apologize. Maybe I can Google it and I'll include it later, um, but we'll be certainly do a post about it. Um, and just wanted to say congrats to the Outreach Gen team. Yay, Very congrats, exciting. Y'all. Way to go. Okay. And then also just wanted to shout out because I love the Mandalorian and Star Wars and all those things. This is a bit old news now, but Pedro Pascal uh his sister recently just came out and they did a wonderful article about their relationship and how he supported her journey along the way and i love him i've loved him since game of thrones like what a fucking cutie like fuck me cutie patoot and his sister is so gorgeous yeah of course naturally of course like i mean genetics genetics are strong in that family it's very true so everybody go check out pedro pascal and everything that he does is uh, super great stuff. Yes. And uh, congratulations to his sister and her coming out journey. Whee! Yay. All right. Uh, I believe it is time for a little bit of Cosmic Kool-Aid with Bernie I know you've prepared a lot for us. <laughs> I kind of went overboard, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to get through all of my notes that I have. Totally fine. Please, again, slide in my DMs. Please, slide in our DMs. We'll post them on the... Oh, also, we have a Discord, and we're using that a lot now. Yeah, if you join, join our Discord. It's fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, yeah. It's open to all levels. Um, we will post these notes in the Discord on yeah. one of our show channels, so you can read through all of them. Uh, yeah. join our patreon Might make it into like a notes. cute little graphic too because it's a lot um oh, yeah, but yeah right. take i just want to take some time to talk about your mars sign y'all yes. so um in astrology when you are looking for sexual like hmm, like what is my sexual energy what signs do you need to look for and like you and another person to see like if you might be sexually compatible there's a lot that goes into compatibility honestly i've talked about this i'll say it again But your Mars sign is kind of the sign of like what kind of sexual energy that you have and kind of give off. So I thought we would talk about Mars signs today. So I know that um, a lot of people think that your Venus sign has a lot to do with um, love. And, you know, you know, you hear Venus sign, you think of love and like sexuality and like Venus energy. But actually, the sign of, like, energy and, like, sex is Mars. So a lot of people think that their Venus sign is, like, what their sexual energy is like. But that's uh, not the case so much. It's a little bit of everything. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like, obviously, your sun sign and your rising sign kind of play into these things, too. Mm -hmm. But your Mars sign definitely will show you what kind of sexual energy you got going on. Um, So, yeah, you can go through... um, so we'll start with Aries. Aries is ruled by the head. Aries rules the head. So in astrology, you every uh, sign rules a different part of the body. And Aries is the first, the baby of the zodiac, the number one. So 
Yeah. So, and it rules the head. So lots of like, so Aries, uh, Mars signs might like, you know, hair pulling or like mask, wearing mask or something, you know, like choking, things like that. Like anything to do with your head, you might really like. Um, Aries energy is also like, you might be a little competitive in sex. Like you kind of either want to like win and like make the other person come like first before you do, or like you might want to come first or something like that. So yeah, feisty fire sign (laughs) energy. Um, Hair pulling is probably a fun thing or like head things with your head uh, or, you know, competitive energy, which is a lot of fun too. Really feisty and fun in the bedroom. Love uh, that. Yeah. And if you have any of these Mars signs, please let me know uh, if I'm hitting any nails on the head, no pun intended, but kind of, or oh what you feel like um, if you relate to any of this. So yeah. We should do like a Instagram poll. We'll we should. Do, we yeah. should do an Instagram poll series. I'll work on that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then of course, next you got Taurus, which is ruled by the throat and the neck also ruled by Venus. Um, so you might really like neck kissing. Um, you might like neck biting. You probably like choking things like that. You might like, um, to talk during sex. You might be very vocal, but I think that's more of a Gemini thing. But as far as like Taurus goes, um, probably like choking, neck kissing, neck caressing, things like that. Taurans are, you know, rolled by Venus. So they probably are like very sensual in the bedroom and have lots of really like sensual energy candles, like wax play is probably a cool, like a cool thing for them. They're also earth signs. So earth energy in the bedroom, probably a thing that they really like. They probably really like luxurious, like, um, lingerie or like slow paced sex, like something that like sex that takes like you know, it's like an event. Time. It's like a whole night. It's like a whole day event usually. Oh, wow, um, wow. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, chokers and collars and stuff like that might be a cool thing to like look into or something that you might be interested in. So excellent. Something to think about uh, Gemini Mars, which is one of my personal favorites. Um, and that rules your nervous system and it's ruled by Mercury, which is the sign of communication. So these motherfuckers love to dirty talk. Dirty talking and also like giving and receiving like oral sex is like the jam. That. Yeah, Love that. I have <laughs> I've been with a few Gemini's Mars and I will say they are very 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 good with their mouths. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> say about that. It really checks the fuck Ew. out. These motherfuckers like to so Gemini Mercury communication talking all of that and they know how to use their mouths and they really okay. like to talk dirty. Um. So things like ball gags, anything to do with like your mouth might be a fun thing to incorporate into your like sex capades. Um, What's next? Cancer. So cancers um, rule the chest and stomach. So lots of like chest play, lots of like stomach play, like harnesses and things like that are probably something that you are into or might be something you want to try to explore. Um, you know, they're ruled by the water. So shower sex is probably something that they're really into. I was going to ask if bodies of yep. water were involved. <laughs> yup. <laughs> they I probably the shower. Yep, squirting, shower sex, anything to do with water, try to incorporate it, you know, maybe Excellent. like ice play, um, but definitely shower sex or, you know, sex, you know, in the bathtub, something like that might be fun to try. Think hey, about hey, it. Let me know. It a shot, <laughs> oh, no technical hold on oh get it sorry my nice. came unplugged. Plug it back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um and then we have leo mars spoiler alert this is me this is you my mercury is in Leo. Yes. <laughs> okay 
So uh, Leo rules the heart, the spine, and the upper back. So you probably like lots of back kissing and like back touching spine. Backs are good. I'm into backs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I like, <laughs> that's one of my, like anything like back kissing, especially like lower back and stuff. You're for like, some excuse reason, it's like, me. Hello. I like that. And like thigh <laughs> stuff, but like me being a Sag moon, like makes sense. Right. Sag is ruled by your thighs and things. So mm, anyways, there you go. Yeah. And they're fire signs. So uh, lots of Leo Mars like to be like, like big Dom energy. They really like to take charge. They really like to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Are we doing Mercury or Mars? Mars. I'm sorry. Did I say Mercury? You did. No, oh, I'm sorry. I said Mercury. Oh, so I was Mercury talking is- about Jiminy. Jiminy. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> Y'all, I'm really trying. Oh, I know you're doing so good. She's not there today. It's totally my fault. Saying things that I'm like, say, I'm like talking and thinking I'm saying one thing and I'm actually saying something else. So if that does happen, please let me know because it has happened multiple times lately. You're so so good. No, I am so sorry. My Mars is in Libra. My Mercury is. Oh, that's right. Both of our Mercuries are in Leo and both of our Mars are in Libra. That's it. There it is. Yes. Bam. Great. Found it. Cool. Great. Um, I'm so sorry. Please continue. Yeah. So Leo's, uh, Leo Mars, definitely doms. They kind of like to control their partners. They probably like subby energy or someone that like pushes back a little bit with them. So like a bratty sub would probably be a really great fit for someone that has a Leo Mars. There you Um, go. Whips and like, you know, shit like dom energy. So anything like, um, like that would probably be really fun for you to try out. They really like being praised and like just like again just like big dom energy for these like leo mars people but again it depends on what the rest of your chart looks like to kind of see what plays into these things but if you do have a leo mars you probably like a little bit to take charge and you probably like to at least be praised during sex so something to think about there you go and then we have virgo mars virgo mars or virgo is ruled by your digestive tract and also has a lot to do with like intuition and things like that um, another ruled by Mercury sign and Earth sign. And these people probably really, really like to pay attention to their partners. They like to notice mm-hmm. things that their partners like and really play into that. They really like to also like it's a big turn on for them if their partners notice things that they like in the little details mm-hmm. and um, play into those because details, Virgos, it's all about the Always. details, right? Yeah. Always. You also probably, so it's a Mercury sign. So it's all about communication in public. And it's also the house that is ruled by Virgo is like house of like health and public things. So you probably like to maybe have public sex, like the risk of getting caught or something might be fun for you. something that you really like to do. What a fun time. And of course you love to serve. You love to serve others and service others in the bedroom. So you are a big time, um, someone who really probably likes to be of service to others love that in the bedroom you probably also really like you know another probably person a good candidate for shower sex because you like clean environment clean people nice hygienic moment shower every time beautiful smells lights of like it's a moment with the virgo mars probably totally the sheets have just been cleaned they're satin there's candles the mood is right Nothing sounds bad about that, honestly. No, (laughs) no. Um, And then we have ours, which is Libra. Here we are. Here Here you go, everybody. Everybody who's ever wanted to know about either of us, now's your chance. (laughs) And ours, which is really funny because I do identify with this Libra Mars for sure. But I also really like, I can tell that my Scorpio really jumps out 
and like That's takes so the wheel sometimes because we know Scorpios ruled by right. the gen- literally ruled by the genitalia. So done. Hello. Done. Um, but yes, yeah, so Libra Mars, they are ruled by um, they rule the skin and the butt. So <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going with this. I know where you're going with yeah. this. Um, anal, y'all. Or like being spanked, like booty play. You Done. really like um booty caressing, like a butt massage. I love a butt massage. I feel like I do too. It's very underrated, but I it's love my a favorite. booty massage. Yeah. I get them all the time. Anytime I get a massage, yeah. I'm like, please focus <laughs> on like, them. Please glutes. rub my glutes, please. Rub my glutes, please. <laughs> so even if you're not into like you know, butt plugs or anal or whatever, you probably at least like to have your booty slapped or caressed or kissed. It's maybe like Very a little pleasure point for you. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Check also, I have the tendency to be a bit of a pillow princess sometimes can be. I'm it's guilty fine. of that for sure. I will also <laughs> like claim to this. Yeah. Sometimes I just, you want to let go of the control. Yeah, Can I just exactly. lay here and be fine for five minutes, please? Yeah, sometimes. Allow me to accept service. Yes, I have. Yes, I can be a pillow princess. So that absolutely does check out. Right. Um, You probably love the like romantic things that lead to sex, like the drinking wine and setting the mood and like romanticizing your way to the bedroom. Like you definitely absolutely. like the things and like the luxury right. around romance and the luxury around sex. You probably really like, expensive lingerie toys and stuff that feel really nice so like feather play or like something really um sensual and like soft and like expensive as far as like toys and lingerie and stuff goes it's like absolutely excellent um and they probably also like teasing and I love to tease and I also love to be teased which Bam. totally checks out with this fucking Once air again. sign energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so teasing and booty things, something to either you're like, yes, this checks out or something to try. Exactly. Got Scorpio. We already know. Yeah, we already, already know Scorpios. Know. Scorpios is ruled by Mars. They're ruled by the genitalia. These motherfuckers love to fuck. They just want to fuck. They just want to fuck. And like, yeah, totally. man, get it. They definitely are into some like taboo shit <laughs> for sure. For or sure. if you haven't ever typed into that, maybe try it. It might be something that really turns you on. Um, Absolutely. So foreplay is a huge thing. Um, another probably like good, like teasing someone that probably likes to be teased and likes to, um, you know, like maybe vibrating underwear or yeah. things like that, like a Scorpio Mars probably loves and they love taboo shit. Um, they love, they live for the intensity. So, and they're also probably like very private about their sex lives. Like their sex lives are probably like kinky as hell and wild, but you would never know it. Right. They don't talk about it, but in the bedroom, oh boy, wild is it probably animals. a wild fucking wild ride. Animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes. Um, then we have Capricorn. And she is rolled by the uh, knees and bones and another earth sign. So another sign that really, really, really likes to like take their time in the bedroom and they really like for it to be a long thing, not a quick fuck and be done. They like to drag it out. They love a long time. Um, They really probably, so it's like knees and bones and like kind of your legs. So they probably really like leg touching leg caressing anything that makes them feel like really present in their own body Mm. they probably live for blindfold them tie them up and like 
let them Dunsies. be able to really feel present in their own bodies is something that they probably really, really enjoy. They probably really like, like the daddy dom kind of situations. They like to be in charge, obviously Capricorns, boss ass right. bitches, as we know, <laughs> as um, one knows. puppy play. They probably like being dominated as well as dominating. They're probably a switch mm. of some sort. So Excellent. yeah. And they probably like to do like money doming and stuff too. Another fun thing. We love like, a financial dom. Yeah. Oh, financial dom. Yes. <laughs> they probably live for that. They either like to be financially domed or financially dom. Of somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And then next up we got Aquarius. They rule the lower legs and ankles and it's another air sign. So something they probably really, really like is Shibari. They probably like their ankles being tied up. They probably like their legs being tied up, grabbed, caressed, things like that. Mm, Really, really into like, this sounds bad, but it's not, but like, bear with me. So they probably really like detached forms of sex. And by that, I mean like phone sex, camming, Mm. like sex that is done either like digitally or like like sex adjacent like did you know what I mean yeah exactly so they're probably like sex workers um or people that really like sex work type of things or like to phone have phone sex Mm -hmm. cam cyber sex anything like that and also like voyeurism is probably something for sure like look into or to try or something you might already be into um experimenting like mind fucks like mind games voyeurism stuff like that would be something that an Aquarius Mars might really get into and be turned on by so something to think about and then last but not least the last sign of the zodiac we got pisces the fish they are ruled by feet (laughs) where i'm going with this one already too huh foot fetish baby you like your feet's touched you like to touch feet you like like to be bonded by your feet um like foot bondage foot fetish anything like that role-playing is probably also a big thing they love fantasy they love to escape reality so anything that puts them in a different dimension <laughs> during yeah, sex they probably time. love they probably are very like fantasy and things like that um you know sexcapades they really like to also take their time they're not an earth sign in the same way but they like to take their time with sex um as far as just like making it just like an event elaborate thing they yeah. love like music and poetry and like a whole thing so courted almost fetishy things yes um read some poetry listen to some music do some art with your bodies fuck on a fucking canvas do play uh what is it twister but with real paint but yes would be body paint (laughs) (laughs) while listening to joni mitchell and crying at the same time oh my god stop (laughs) big pisces mars energy i love that so yeah and that concludes my travel through the zodiac mars sex things kinks you might be into that you didn't know that you were or things you might be into already let me know if i'm right hey try these things out let me know what you think we definitely will try and do some sort of an instagram poll poll. i don't know how to do like a this or that type situation so you'll have to help me out with that we'll set up whatever the preliminary terms are and then you all can give me your input but um i got a feeling you're right i mean you just read us our we read our own selves (laughs) to filth on on this that's astrology baby you're welcome you're welcome (laughs) enjoy it queen on the scene is proud to support what the film podcast based in sioux falls south dakota these radical makers of queer gear are dedicated to celebrating pride all year long in ways that are wearable easy to read and fun to wear we personally love our podcast logo buttons and pins from queen on the scene The details, impeccable. The design, legendary, obviously. 
Pair our pins with another shop favorite like Every Gay is a Gift or Hardwood Expert, my favorite personally. They even have pride bandanas that you can pair perfectly to sport your pride with a little pizzazz. Shop enamel pins, buttons, stickers, and more when you shop their section at queenonthescene.com. And we are back. Woohoo. Thank you, sponsor. And we are excited to finally bring to you our conversation with the one and only Ariel Antoine, the amazing sex ed content creator. That's oh. right. Sex coach. I'm going to go through and read this bio that uh, they've lovingly put together. So about Ari. Ariel Antoine, or simply Ari, is a sex ed content creator, podcaster, certified sex coach, yoga instructor, and showgirl. She prefers the title sensual educator and facilitator to describe her work. Ari's obsessive research and endless question asking when it comes to others' sex lives is synthesized in her five-star rated podcast, The Sensual Podcast, which we love. Ari uses her dynamic background as an international and award-winning burlesque performer and dancer fused with an ERYT 200 yoga certification. That's a RYT 200 cert to craft one of a kind educational experiences and to build networks of sensually empowered badasses. Her mission, empower women to heal themselves through holistic sensuality. That's right. Please welcome to the virtual stage, Ariane Twine. Hello. Thank you. That sounds so good when you say it. Yeah. I was like, oh, like listen to that. And I was like, fuck yeah. What a well-written bio. Hey, yeah. the author is, of this bio is just before me. I am merely a reader of words. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. No, I need you like as my like hype squad when I'm like going yeah. into these Yo, professional instances. Uh, I will open for you as they say. It's not necessarily a comedy show, but I'll... <laughs> They have you what you have like a person that comes and presents you at things. I can totally do that. Yeah. Allow yeah. me to present this human. The host. Yeah. That's your own right. Personal host. Everybody gets their own personal host. I will gladly accept this title. No probs. No probs. <laughs> Love it. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited mm. to talk about sex with you. Yes, very excited. Me too. It's one of my favorite things to talk about, obviously. Uh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am super yeah. excited. I feel like you started this journey like right after we had you on the show last time, many moons ago, mm-hmm. back in the before times, we were talking about it earlier. We had last time that we were all together in this way was the weekend of the last Dallas burlesque festival. Yeah. Big D. Yeah. Big D burlesque fest. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was very was- hungover. Yes. <laughs> I think we all were. I think we all were. Absolutely. That's like, and the thing is, I know it's a good mark of time because that was like one of the last times I got obscenely, obscenely drunk in public. Yeah. yeah. And I lost my phone. <gasps> That's and right. the MC announced it. It was like, El Dujour, which is my performer name, but yeah. they were like, El Dujour lost her phone. Has anyone seen it? Has and I don't, seen God. It? I don't remember this because I wasn't there at right. that point. <laughs> the lights were on and nobody like, I was, was home. I was there, but I wasn't there, you know? You're and, like, eyes yeah. were on. Nobody yeah. was home. So it was a good time. And then, We've all been you know, there. 2020 happened. So right. last time I, I drank in public. I know. Yeah. That's been a hot, hot minute. 
Well, that's the last time we've all been together. And I feel like not too long after that, you kind of had started, or maybe had you already begun your journey to pursue sex coaching as, as part of your career? Um, I had, I think I had, um, taken it up that January in 2019. Mm, okay. Cause I remember I was on vacation with my then boyfriend mm -hmm. and I told him about it and I was like really excited. And I was like, babe, I'm going to be a sex coach and I'm studying to be a sexologist, like someone who studies sex. Right. And he gave me this look that was just like, Oh mm, no, really? Mm -hmm. Oh no. Okay. Red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Just one of many red flags, really. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. I remember this yeah. relationship, but that's okay. Yeah. We learn these things hey, now yes. so that you can pursue awesome. these wonderful things that you're pursuing now. And you're like full fucking swinging it. You know what I mean? You're I just totally like, <laughs> it's so beautiful. I, I have loved to watch you grow and your business grow. And that's why I'm extra, extra excited to be able to have this opportunity to share your wealth of knowledge that you've procured in that time um, with our audience. So I've got a couple of questions yeah. put together for you. We do have some questions from our Patreon guests as well. Um, and I'm sure Birdie is, will has some other questions too. We've uh, been conversing about a few things uh, earlier in the show. We talked about, um, Birdie was able to review for us what um, sex through the lens of everyone's Mar sign in Mars, right? Mm -hmm. Your Mars yeah. sign. Yeah. And how Mars. it can play into your sex life. Ooh, yeah. Because Mars. It. Yeah. So Mars is... Uh, the sign that kind of rules like sexual energy. So I went through all of the different signs and um, yeah, how they it's can relate time. to that. So, yeah. yeah. Ooh, I don't know where my Mars is. Oh, I guess we'll have to talk yeah. about that. Do you know yeah. your other sign? Have we talked about this before? I wonder if we talked about it last mm, time. I don't think so. My sun sign is Cancer. My mm -hmm. moon is in Scorpio and there I have we a go. Libra rising. That's beautiful. I know. Nice. Right? What? Such a yeah. lovely chart. That's right. Yes. I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> Lovely big three. Take your word for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we'll definitely get into that here in a little while. Um, so we've got, like I said, we've got a few questions that we'd love to uh, rattle through together with you to just kind of talk about sex in, a, in, in an interesting way that uh, caters to our, our lovely listeners. Um, so first one that we have for you is what has your learning experience been like in, in pursuing sexology and your career as a sex coach? Um, my learning experience has been um, full of ebb and flow, I'll say. It's not really consistent just because the program that I chose to go through, um, it's self-study. So mm -hmm. at times, you know, when... Uh, 2020 was being 2020 right, <laughs> and right. 2021 has been being 2021 right and you know life and all of its trials and tribulations I've like you right. know stop study start stop partaking mm -hmm. and um, I'd say a lot of the resistance in that kind of comes from me reading about sex pretty often and having this almost like clinical view of it now right yeah yeah um, but also just not having the outlet essentially of actually fucking a lot of the yeah. time. Right. Because <laughs> I am That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I moved four months before the pandemic started to Chicago from oh, Texas. Wow. So, I mean, I could have gotten it in. 
a few times. But <laughs> I had I just the didn't. opportunity, so but yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. So it's just kind of like, uh, and I am personally just in a place where, um, like, it's a little. It would be a little hard for me to do that outside of the confines of like monogamy, just because of like yeah. you know health risk reasons and oh my gosh, right paranoia, <laughs> right? Because once again, at the time of this recording, you know, there's still a pandemic out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for yes. sure. And I know a lot of people like that, um, are like that everywhere and feel like that. So Absolutely. I think it has really been hard to not have that affect my perspective about sex and sexuality. Definitely. Um, just because I feel like I'm reading these books that were written like sometimes five, 10, 15 years ago. Oh yeah. I'm also trying to intake like dating advice from books and stuff to kind of, um, you know, better serve clients and things like that, but mm-hmm. none of it, all of it is antiquated. You know, none of it is yeah, right. Is relevant right. really exactly. in this world. That's hard. So yeah. I have to recontextualize a lot of it and just kind of take it in small bites mm-hmm. and realize, you know, like yeah. that this type of study and even this field was very much for a certain kind of people. It's very heteronormative. Um, it evolves the sexuality so frequently. Space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the sexuality space is also very white. (laughs) So it's just, um, you know, hard to kind of make a way, but like I'm doing it, chipping away at it with the podcasts that I have. And yeah, I was going to say, it kind of gives you that slate of being able to like build on top of, you know what I mean? Like to take these things and to like, be like, how do we modernize it? And how do we make it relevant for today? I don't know. I like, I like the idea of like being able to do something like a, something that's like a wild, wild west or like a pioneering kind of aspect to it. So you yeah. kind of get to like pioneer this in a it way. It is like that. It is yeah. the wild fucking West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With I things now, it's like also different. Throw stuff to the wall and see what sticks. And sometimes yeah. it doesn't, but you know, it's working out. Um, yeah. Trial and error. Freelancing and everything. So it's, it's good. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. I would like to think that your podcast could almost be presented as, as a research project, or, I mean, you have a thesis question that you ask every guest consistently it, in itself is an experiment in your field. So for those of you who uh, don't know about Ari yet, you're going to be reading her published work in the future is all I'm saying. Yeah. Cause this yeah. is really, I mean, you're just like Brady said, like you're, you're kind of pioneering in your industry, you're creating space where there was not once before, if there was, it's not very prominent. Um, and building a community in that way. Um, in yeah, all for that, sure. that you're doing. So yeah. I'm really happy about it. And I'm happy that I can work in that space just because I found out <laughs> through trial and error and many, 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 many jobs that I just don't really work well with a lot of like dichotomy or having to like mm-hmm. hide parts of myself, especially right. yeah. less bit that right. I do as a performer, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, in non-COVID times, I'll say. Um, but yeah, this is just kind of like a lateral move for me. And it's something yeah. I've always done. And I'm always curious to talk to people about their sex lives and how to make them better. And yeah, um, yeah, it just was really organic, I think. For sure. I mean, you, <clears throat> excuse me. So before, once you had left living in the North Texas area, you, I know you got to spend some time working at the, um, I'm sorry if I get the name wrong, the sexology Institute or mm-hmm. was it, um, right. Is that correct? Is that the right name for it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's it's it. in San Antonio. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, where you got to share your sensual yoga classes <clears throat> and connect with 
clients, I guess, in that way. Um, also not only just through classes, but like products and, and workshops and things on empowering people and with, through sexuality and sensuality rather. Um, and, and so with that, you did kind of get to establish a foundation there in a really great space. And I'm sure the hope is to kind of carry that too into Chicago once things kind of return back to quote unquote normal. Um, and so in that you've, you know, you, you've got experience there, you have experience through the literature, I guess, the written education side um, as well, which sounds to unfortunately be pretty limited and is unfortunately not that surprising. Um, so with all of that education and that knowledge base and your experience, can you speak to a little bit about what you've learned as, um, as far as how it's applied to the queer experience and like queer sensuality and maybe how it isn't really highlighted in, in things that you've learned or what you've experienced with, um, engaging with your clients. Um, so if you could speak to a little bit about that, I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah, um, I'll answer and say that I'm curious too, because there's not a lot of research <laughs> dedicated to queer lives, BIPOC lives, um, right. a lot of these sexuality studies and the studies that get funded, you know, um, and have been funded historically are of, you know, largely cis hetero white men, even mm -hmm. for things like, you know, um, medicine that we take every day and <laughs> things like that. It's right. all from mm -hmm. that perspective. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the research that I come across is not only a little antiquated, but it's a very small sample of a population that isn't necessarily represented, representative of um, queer or marginalized experiences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's like a point of contingency for me that I have with this. And obviously like, I don't come from a scientific background of research. Right. I'm just right. kind of like reading these things with the books that I gather and reinterpreting them with my content, mm -hmm. but it's a real tragedy, I think. Yeah, yeah no kidding. That, that's not there. And I mean, most of the studies that I've come across, I'll say in like the limited books that do have, um, you know, even like a chapter about LB, LGBTQIA plus and right. you know, transgender. Like it's always very, very short um, in a book written by a white man. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and the language or surrounding it is just very, very not updated. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that, that I really, I don't know, strive to do with what I make or what I reinterpret is to like get the language right because it matters Definitely. of course um yeah and it's just not really serving anybody to keep I guess the binary going right. as well yeah. so I would really like to see more research all the scientists Absolutely. who are maybe listening to this like right let's try to you know rally some funding for that I'm sure it's very difficult but um yeah probably yeah, these things are really hard to get to the bottom of and to define a queer experience when, you know, people maybe um, just feel like they're not represented and right. it shows in the statistics and everything. So I'm not sure if that answered the question. Yeah. <laughs> no, it does. I feel like I, it did. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's to highlight um, the, you know, another industry where you know, our marginalized communities are not being served. Um, and I think that working in sensual sensuality and sexuality are two very vital, um, 
realms, if, if, you know, a realms as it were to, uh, engage with, um, as a human, as, um, a partnership, you know, intimate, romantic, or otherwise. Um, and it's frustrating because I feel like it's, um, you know, it's another sect or it's another group of people who don't get the same kind of, um, at least from my perspective, um, I feel like you know, being a queer person, your parents don't necessarily sit you down and say, here's the sex talk. Here's the sex talk from, you know, from this perspective, you know what I mean? It's you get one at all yeah. when a man <laughs> and a woman love each other so much, they come together. You know what I, do you see what I'm saying? And so mm -hmm. there's this just like a misstep that you you have to follow kind of on your own and teach yourself much like you're teaching yourself. And, um, I don't know. I think it's just an important thing to talk about that it's um, the queer experience and sensuality and sexuality needs to be normalized and discussed more and, you know, um, discussed more in an educational sense so that people make educated sexual and sensual decisions just in yeah, general. So sure. that's my roundabout way of saying <laughs> yes. I'm glad you're, <laughs> yes, you answered my question. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I don't know the, the piece that I am getting more clarity on in my, you know, my own like uh, queer by lady personal life that I am trying to explore just more in my mind, you know, without right. <laughs> the physical outlet Thanks, right now. Um, yes. and like in the research that I engage with and the books I read and everything, it's really more about validating sex that is not just penetrative or like penis mm -hmm. and vagina mm -hmm. or right. penis in a hole mm -hmm. um, or even like strap on in a hole or something because mm -hmm. it's just I want people to expand their view of what sex can be for sure um, absolutely you know because I think we have intercourse like sexual intercourse penetrative intercourse I think right, and right. Then we have you know sex which is everything else and people are really, really touchy, even in this generation, I think even like Gen Z and stuff yeah. with like, just thinking that that's the only way to have sex. And it's just not like, yeah, how no. have queer people been having sex for mm -hmm. many, many, many hundreds and thousands of many, years. Many, many. How have, <laughs> what'd you say? I said many, many, many. Yeah. <laughs> so like how have queer people been having sex? If like, you know, pe no penetration is, is happening. Right. Mm -hmm. Like right. yeah, between women, if you know what I mean, right. um, you know, or what if people are trauma victims and they don't like penetration? Like I posted something about like a TikTok that I reposted on Instagram. Um, and it got so much fucking hate. It's like, it would said something like sex, uh, sexting is still considered sex. And it got like mm -hmm. over 10.4 K views. And I was getting so much like hate comments from what? like, I don't know, children, which was very weird. Really, really <laughs> Y'all are like, what yeah. are you doing here? First like, of how all, how did the algorithm find you? Like, how did <laughs> yeah. you find get out of here, here? <laughs> get off my lawn. And yeah, then just real. a lot of like bot accounts and a lot yeah. of just like weird things like, oh, there's no peanuts going inside a vagina. So shut the fuck up and just very strange Whoa. strange shit and I was just like I didn't think that this was such a hot topic like I thought right. people got it but apparently they don't and I'm no. here to say that you know sex is not just a pokey thing in a hole you know like no. right 
it's so stigmatized. I mean, I think, you know, thanks to religion and like it being stigmatized and lots of like, what's it called? Like purity type of like all hail virgins (laughs) or like, you know, that's like a whole purity culture. I mean, virginity that's a whole other topic to we don't, you know, because like, anyways, that's an, another hole we yeah, could go down other, all yeah, together. Yeah, a rabbit hole that we could go forever yeah, on. Yeah, but you know, it's just because it's so stigmatized, and we're taught that it is such a like, you know, bad thing to do. That like mm-hmm. they're like, no, and I could, I haven't done that, so like, yeah. I'm still sacred, and so it's just like still so fucking stigmatized thanks to religion mm-hmm. and just like old school views on things and yeah and our public education a lot of breaking system. down yeah I'm like that's why I said if you even got a sex talk at all because right I yeah. went my sex education was through church oh yeah. how's that yeah tell me say more words. Uh, yeah. say more about that <laughs> yeah my sex education was a like a three-day like a weekend workshop at a church or some person came in and talked to us mm-hmm. about basically how scary STDs were and how abstinence is like the only way and how basically, yeah, just like how to, I'm abs- so sorry. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, like I, I got here. So like, I felt like, honestly, the internet is so bad in so many ways, but also like, thank God for the internet and the ability to share education and information because like, right. You know what I mean? Like so many, like if I, if I like, had it known, yeah like where where would you get your education you know if like because that was all I got until I found the internet and was able to explore on my own mm-hmm. and to kind of like find my way through it but like yeah it's still just so stigmatized and it's very frustrating and even mm-hmm. still now like it's still very yeah penis in whole equal sex everything else is not and you're yeah. like that is not true it's so invalidating it's so invalidating and yeah to so many degrees it's so hard and I'm like how can you and the thing is people like to put sex in a category based on the context right Mm -hmm. so what I mean by that is like okay you don't consider sexting sex when you're uh, you know blatantly sending nudes to people left and right or yeah you know, whatever is casual then, but the minute a sex worker wants to do that for money, you want to shame them. You want to put them in a hole about it. You want to find them. You want to marginalize them further. So which is it going to be? Is it casual or is it, you know, something that should be taken seriously and penalized? Yeah, exactly. You can't have it both ways. And we seem to be doing that. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like the fucking, this entire fucking country is built on fucking double standards. It's crazy. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I want to normalize it. I want yes. us to unbring You're doing ourselves. good work. Yes. I'm lucky that like growing up, I didn't really get any explicit um, sex equals bad. Don't engage in this. Like my parents mm-hmm. were very chill about it. I yeah. mean, we did have the whole, like I grew up in South Texas with like black Baptist and Methodist parents. We were like culturally religious, but that didn't really enter the house with like talks about virginity or keeping yourself yeah. sacred like my parents are very much realists and they're like okay you're you're gonna have gonna sex happen. at some point yeah just make sure like when you do it you're an adult and you can afford condoms there you tell us kind of thing yeah but besides that I never got any talks about my body changing about dating about I don't know things like uh, dating culture rape culture how to yeah. like 
stand up for yourself. Like mm-hmm. I literally got none of that. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, there was some level of avoidance just because like, if we were watching like a film that was like PG 13 or R rated, for example, right. as a family and, and then like a, sex a sex scene comes on or tits pop out or something. <gasps> oh, God. One of these. Yeah. Then, yeah. you know, no, everyone just kind of like pauses and we just like didn't made sure not to look at each other. Yeah, right? just like <laughs> let's make it through this without but looking at each other. There was never an explicit discussion about it being bad. Um, like I just had to really find that out for my on for myself. And mm-hmm. like I consider myself sexually just kind of like a late bloomer. Like I was just not really interested in sex for a very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um specifically because I was just like very much like boy crazy and really wanted like the romance part of it when I was yeah. like a teen so I never had a boyfriend until I mean I was in mid-20s yeah so there you go. it was just kind of like oh I don't I don't want anything to do with this and I just yeah. if I do it's like I want to learn vicariously through the experiences of my friends who say it's either yeah. awful or like it's just right. okay I think now with perspective, we were all, or they were all having terrible, bad sex. No one knew what the fuck we were doing. Yeah. And I don't think I miss much in that way, but I do kind of wish that, you know, some perspective would have been given to me from a young age because then I could kind of contextualize myself and be like, oh yeah, this person is making me feel uncomfortable. Right. This person is sexualizing me and I don't know it because my parents never talked to me about what sexualizing is like yeah I really wish I would have gotten that too I think all of us do so we could have stuck stuck up for ourselves in times where we really needed to for the ability and not be shamed advocate about Mm -hmm. it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and not feel bad about advocating for yourself I mean Ari Mm -hmm. I was right there with you I mean I had like two or three different guys break up with me because I just would not have sex with them while oh I was still God. in high school. Yeah. And then they would go on to date my friends who were, you know, like being sexually active. And I was just like, not very interested in doing this. And like, I'm with you. I never received any kind of a talk. Like our family was not one to like do that kind of have those kind of confrontational mm-hmm. conversations. It took my brother, I guess, quote unquote, tattling on me, if you will, to my mom that I had become oh, wow. sexually active for her to like, and her response was to just like automatically schedule me an appointment with an OBGYN and put me on birth control and was like if you're going to be you know sexually active here are some condoms and you're getting on birth control right now and that was pretty much it uh okay and I was like cool uh all right that's it the worst thing no but (laughs) I mean some more you know and I had friends come up to me in high school who'd be like uh does the pull-out method work not sure why I was the resource, but I would be like, no. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just like the lack of knowledge and then just like the lack of involvement. I mean, again, this is echo, I'm sure across, we all grew up in Texas. So yeah, we all have like, you know, to some degree, relatively same, like, you know, upbringing as far as how sex was like treated by, you know, or at least discussed or not discussed at all by adults. Um, but yeah, really wild, sad, crazy shit that I, Hope that one day either our, you know, like familial, like, you know, from like an education perspective as well, we can start to break through these things. I mean, mm-hmm. you're doing that work already by creating your content through the Sensual podcast of offering it on a free and accessible platform to learn. Yeah, um, I try. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it. And I think you're doing a great job. Mm. But I also noticed whenever I was looking through your website um, on the resources and stuff that you did offer that I came across, you had this, um, 
not a disclaimer, but a qualifier about how you are a sex coach specifically and not like a sex therapist and how they're the distinction between the two. And yeah, what is the, yeah. Do you mind? Yeah. Um, that's the question I probably get most often other than like, what does a sex coach do? Yeah. It's kind of like, what is a sex coach? Isn't it just like a sex therapist? And my answer is no (laughs) PSA. (laughs) It is not the same thing at all. And it's really simple because a therapist is a therapist, Right. right? They are a licensed mental health professional. Usually a sex therapist goes through like psychology counseling or social work training to be a therapist. They just happen to specialize or have like alternate or, um, you know, more of a clinical focus towards sex and human sexuality, Mm -hmm. but they are at their core, a therapist, Mm -hmm. right? So of course, like as a sex coach, anybody can be a sex coach. You can, you can say you're a sex coach, even if you're not certified, right? It is not a governed body where you go to an institution. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no bar for being a sex coach. Right. Yeah. So you like, I have a certification through um, American college of sexologists, or I'm about to get it like (laughs) very soon. So, um, so that's like the governing body, so to speak. And I mm-hmm. went through the sexology Institute to get my training hours for that, like a mm-hmm. very comprehensive overview. And there are different, you know, training corporations and spaces and um, professional development spaces where you can like pay to have certain training in like kink, BDSM, um, sex for marginalized communities, um, LGBTQIA sex mm-hmm. education, right. like youth sex education. It's very, very um, like these very niche spaces, but mine was just more of like a comprehensive one. Uh-huh. And like that would be the study of sexology, right? Like the study of human sexuality, the interpretation of sexuality research. Mm-hmm. Um, there is such thing as like getting like a clinical sexologist degree, but I believe there are only one or two institutions like university level institutions that do that. And they are very expensive. Oh, <laughs> and wow. yeah. at that point, you might as well, you know, get your therapy. Of course. Degree going. A therapist. Yeah. yeah. Get your psychology, like psycho, God, what is the word? <laughs> get your psychology <laughs> yes. background going, right. Get your master's and your doctorate in that mm-hmm. and, you know, pursue that. But the main difference is, you know, a sex coach can come from any walk of life mm-hmm. and you can pick up certification pretty much anywhere and you can interpret that however you want. You can call yourself a sex coach because no governing body is going to come to your door, audit you and say, no, you can't call yourself a sex coach because mm-hmm. you haven't done X, Y, and Z. Whereas with right. a therapist, you know, they are bound by governing bodies, by an institution that they got their certification through and that, you know, a thesis and, right. you know, their studies and their qualifications. So, they're very, very different fields and they come at it from usually a mental health perspective. Um, I can't address anyone's mental health. Like the minute a, like any explicit real trauma comes up mm-hmm. or, um, you know, mental health uh, medications and things like that. Like I cannot give clinical advice. Yeah. Right. And also I am not covered by insurance. <laughs> so that's yeah, people's go. main question, but you know, it's a private it's a private client structure, just like anything else. I say it's just like, uh, you know, any other aspect of coaching. If you go to a nutrition coach, you know, 
largely you're not going to be able to write that off like as something to your insurance right or if you go to a finance coach if you go to a life coach like this is you know for your personal development but the personal development is your own sexuality so people get confused with that because it's kind of like a a physical health aspect to it but they're very very different fields Mm -hmm. absolutely so sex therapist is an actual therapist a sex coach is someone who may or may not have a certification may or may not have accreditation i do (laughs) and uh you know that's not to say that that's the right way to do it but there are a million ways to become a sex coach there are a few ways to become a sex therapist and it's going to involve a clinical licensed mental health professional background so good to know Makes sense. <laughs> yeah no that was perfect I, that was yeah. a perfect distinction i'm sure you have to explain that so many times um but thank no, you i think okay. it's i think it's important for people to know and and you know and a good reminder for people to do their research if they choose to pursue one resource over the other you know what i mean i'm sure mm-hmm. there are people out there mm-hmm. who are not as passionate or as informed as you are, who are listing themselves as sex coaches and may not actually be the most helpful resource. So do your research, everybody. Yeah, um, for sure. And def- like sex coaches can work with sex therapists because, you know, you have different goals in mind. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean like one can't help the other. Right. But it's right. just like people often come to sex coaches thinking that like, oh, this is going to be a substitute for therapy, right. or this is going to be an addendum to my therapy like they're just going to help me with the sex aspect and it's like no if you need a sex therapist go to a sex therapist absolutely (laughs) because like you know they are equipped to deal with the mental health piece um we largely are not right so it's important to know so if you need both definitely pursue that one absolutely so if you can briefly kind of walk through a walk us through what it's like to go through a discovery session with you you have that listed as part of your, I'm assuming it's like a consultation kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So like on a discovery call, like when I'm first making contact with a client. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. So with that, um, I usually like to lead those calls. Uh, just so people don't dump a lot oh, of their yeah, stuff on me and use up all the time. Cause there's only a certain amount of minutes, right? Of course. So I kind of like to get to the point with people. I tell them who I am, what I do and why. Sorry, mm-hmm. that is my reminder. God damn it. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> Starting over. So with my discovery calls, I um, tell people like really briefly who I am, what I do and why. And I clear up the whole sex therapy versus sexology and sex coaching bit, just because that is a question that comes up pretty often. And I, mm-hmm. you know, get it out there that I am not a mental health professional. And if that is what they're looking for, they should pursue that. But if they're looking for a coach, someone who is, you know, going to push them in whatever direction they want to develop their sexuality um, and do that, you know, ethically, but within the bounds of like a coaching sphere, not really from the perspective of, um, I guess, explicitly mental health help, Mm -hmm. then we can continue the conversation. Usually they say, yes, I understand that. And then we dive into, like, I ask them basically three things, which is like, how did you find my work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, why do you, uh, like, what are your roadblocks and goals for yourself? Like, have mm-hmm. you broken those down? Usually they haven't. So we kind of talk through that. And then like, why do you think I am the person to help you with this? Like what, 
did you, what implored you to come to me about this and not mm-hmm. like a friend? Do you have anyone that you can talk to about sexuality? Is this, um, you know, something that you can take seriously essentially, because like I invest right. a lot of time and research and like basically a lot of resource finding and scouring the internet like for hours just to find something, you know, specifically to help the path of my clients. Right. Right. So, and people don't really know that they think that you're just like giving people sex advice and it's, it's a lot more than that. And it's a lot of me educating myself based on this person's specific problem. And if I feel like I can't help them or their problem is beyond me or that they could go to someone else, someone different, or maybe of a different profession completely outside of sexuality, then like, I will give them that advice because I'm not going to invest my time weeks Mm -hmm. and weeks and weeks and hours and hours of hours, just, you know, putting people on a path that they are not going to commit to. So I think it's kind of like a mutual kind of like, you know, checking in on people and making sure that they are equipped and at a place in their life where they can devote the time and effort into coaching and into um, prioritizing their sex lives. And ultimately, if they're not, they're not, that's fine. Maybe they can come back to me. Um, But if they are, we are good to go. And we, you know, start start kind of (laughs) breaking things down. Yeah. What's an example of a roadblock? like something that someone might come like a problem that someone might come uh if I mean you don't have like yeah like what is a problem that someone could bring you like why like a roadblock that someone yeah Hmm, I'm trying to think of one a lot of the questions that I get surround um sex drive especially with women Mm -hmm. the women that come to me like am I normal Mm -hmm. for having a low sex drive right um I want to be kind of autonomous and have more agency in my sex life. I have not mm-hmm. been uh, in the driver's seat, so to speak, of my sex life. How do I own that? Because um, I see you doing that with X, Y, and Z. How do I get right. some of what you're doing? <laughs> and like, well, you know, me personally expressing that is very different from me giving you professional advice on how you can do that, right? For right. Sure. So um, yeah, I just give a lot of people permission, but a roadblock that people come to me with most often is... Um, like, is my sex drive normal? I'll say, yeah, whether okay. it's low or high. Yeah. And, you know, I'm there to validate people and For I'm sure. not there to like shame or yeah, no, anything, definitely but not. people, especially the, the women in Bim identifying folk who come to me, um, they just need a lot of permission and yeah. I'm there to give it to them, but also kind Amazing. of help them deconstruct like where that, um, that loss of an inherent, you know, sense of self to tell yourself that you need that, that you have that permission, like right. where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if they knew that they would need a sex coach, right? Right. Right. There you go. I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good thing to point out. I think that's, that's definitely a common, obviously, as you expressed common occurrence within women and yeah. femme identifying people, we are not taught to take ownership of our bodies or our sexuality. No. So it's nice to have external valid, you know, an external validation that actually validates something that's empowering for us rather than, you know, I don't know. Lean into the idea that we're just taught to be an adornment and not <laughs> like, an actually you know, empowered in, uh, yeah, individual. individual yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. So I've got two questions for you from our patrons. If you've got the time. Oh, yes. Excellent. <laughs> First one, um, female death grip syndrome. Say more words about it. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. I was actually supposed to make a post about this this week. But, um, Excellent. 
Yeah, I researched it a little bit because in my podcast on episode eight, I interviewed Danica Flesh and Flora and they mentioned it and I was like, oh my God, like who doesn't have this, right? (laughs) Like who hasn't experienced this? Um, But basically it's just, um, you know, overstimulation or uh, what I would equate it to. And this is, you know, me interpreting from Reddit. So take it with a grain of salt. Right. Um, It's um, what they'll call chronic masturbation, quote unquote. Ah. And it desensitizes you. And as we know, you know, rubbing your clit, doing the old DJ is gonna, (laughs) is gonna, you know, leave it kind of raw sometimes. But if you do that to a certain point, like repeatedly, mm-hmm. you're kind of increasing the threshold at which you experience orgasm or pleasure, mm-hmm. or you have mm-hmm. that, you know, pleasure cycle response. So essentially, um, it's just overstimulation and you needing to kind of like, you take know, break. up the ante when mm-hmm. you come or take a complete break. But you yeah, know, usually that it, is interpreted as like, I am able to make myself orgasm a lot of the time with, you know, the same tools with a vibrator, with a toy, mm-hmm. what have you. Right. Um, but I am not able to orgasm with a partner. Mm-hmm. And that actually plays into what's called like pre-orgasmic primary and pre-orgasmic secondary, mm-hmm. which oh, are, I think, yeah. Did I you just do like two. a real? I was going to say, that? I feel like I saw yeah. something about this. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, pre-orgasmic well, sure share that secondary is when you can have an orgasm alone pretty um easily I'll say or fairly you know with fair Simply ease so. yes um but not with a partner which is you know I don't know I don't know what AFAB person has not had that experience a lot of the time right. um but um pre-orgasmic primary would be when you can't have an orgasm with or without a partner usually so Got it. Yeah. And there are some I, studies that say like the pre-orgasmic primary folks, those who can't have an orgasm with or without a partner, um, like sometimes only experience orgasm in their sleep or in fantasy, but I don't know. I think that's kind of like inconclusive and those studies were done a long, long time ago, but right. As happens. you mentioned. Yeah. I mean, as yeah. you've, you've mentioned that, I mean, it takes uh, a lot of the stuff that you've that's out there is, is totally outdated. I mean, and I feel like that can be, sp- that could be said so the same can be said of many ologies, any kind of studies like that, which, mm-hmm. you know, story of our lives, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely, I know I saw that reel come across my feed earlier this week. So I'll definitely be resharing that on our Instagram. Cause I thought that was so informative and a good, like, re, I don't know, I think good resource to come back to. Yeah. Um, speaking of resources, our second question is actually about um, resources that you might be able to share, um, that you personally engage with that you would recommend to clients and or others. Okay. Um, my first resource would be my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's bi-weekly. So definitely listen in. Um, I do a lot of work and research in like, um, what I call sensual gems, which are like uh, knowledge drops that I kind of leave tucked in throughout the episodes. If you've listened to one, you'll probably hear them every I know, love them. 15 to 30 minutes. They're very but cute. Thanks. It's just to provide context for people. And so you don't have to walk away from a conversation, mm. you know, that you've yeah. been cooking dinner, listening to and say like, oh, like what is female death grip syndrome? Like, I'm not going to look that shit up. Right. right. <laughs> so, and I hate when I'm listening to a podcast and people don't really provide context. So I like doing that, um, for people with 
sexuality terms and mm-hmm. slang yeah. and you know weird things that I haven't heard of as you know right, someone that who you might need context for studies sexology you know so if it right. raises an eyebrow with me it definitely is you know gonna be different for people who may not do this as a profession so just level the playing field so definitely visit the podcast um we're working on season two we're getting that together we're gonna take a little break come back to it you know your girl's tired but definitely review the episodes there is at least like three to five tidbits or new pieces of information you can also go to the show notes of the episode or visit the episode links on my website and I have all of my resources for my research of each episode listed I'm very thorough so you can (laughs) click through there and find all the you know open source information that I have Um, I'm also going to be working on like more blog posts that are more about like general client questions and things because I feel like I keep getting the same uh, questions from clients about like how do I get into this thing with kink or BDSM how do I um, make myself squirt. How do I do blah, blah, blah. And I don't have like a running list of resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just kind of like go into the deep, dark internet and Google and Reddit and sub threads of sub threads and just kind right. of pull things, but it's Love not it. all in one place for me. Yeah. So I'm working on formatting that. So definitely keep up with my blog. Yeah. That's at my first and last name.com. And some other resources that I really like in my sexology research are ones that look at it, um, sexuality kind of from the lens of um, race as well, like Afrosexology, at Afrosexology on Instagram. And I think it's just afrosexology.com is a really, really good one. Um, They're fantastic. It is a black femme led, um, you know, duo just doing the thing and working to decolonize sexuality. And I think it's great. Love that. Amazing. Excuse me. <laughs> Great job. Good new job. Great new job. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and another one that I like, a podcast that I listen to pretty frequently is called The Sex Ed. I don't know if y'all have heard of it. I've heard, I've heard of, of it. that. Yeah. yeah, it is great. It's fantastic. Um, it's kind of, it's less sex education, I'll say, and more like celebrity interviews or some people who mm-hmm. work in the sexuality field or right on. sexuality adjacent, but right. it's really fun. It's informative stuff and it gives um, me a really good perspective. And I think I haven't listened to it in a while, but um, I think Liz Goldwyn, who's the host, um, I kind of got modeled my last question that I wrap each episode with of the sensual podcast, which is like, what is good sex to you after mm-hmm. her last question, which is, I don't remember what it is right now, but she asks <laughs> every guest the same question as right yeah. towards the end. And I was like, that's really, really good. Um, but yeah, definitely check out the sex ed. They have a, um, a joining kind of website, the that has really good reading resources, like a reading list, they have great blog articles that I read pretty frequently. Nice. Um, a lot of them are written by people in the sexuality field. So I like that a lot. Um, cool. The Spectrum Journal is in kind of a kind of subsidiary of the Spectrum Boutique. Uh-huh. I don't know if y'all have heard of oh, that. Oh, yeah. It's like mm-hmm. a very fun. Uh, past customer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> very fun. Very cool. Very queer. BIPOC friendly um, space. 
Zoe Leon is just, <laughs> she's just like real, a really fun person to follow on social media. For sure. And uh, she doesn't take her sexuality too seriously. And I think that's really a fun space to be in because I feel like as someone, you know, who is a burlesque performer, who is obviously a sexual person, works in the sexuality space, um, you get this projection of like, oh, you must have sex all the time and you take right. sex really seriously. And it's, you're like, you, know, yada, you have yada, to yada. take these very muted photos of you with a sex toy. And like, <laughs> she's just very goofy. And I, I think I'm more- I love her, yeah. Yeah, that more appeals to me and that kind of reality of sex and, you know, just like fucking around with sex toys and sticking them to your bathroom mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, look at that. Yeah. 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 Finding them buried in your backyard or whatever. So. You never know. Make it a Halloween decoration, whatever you want, whatever you yeah. want. Use it as an actual cake topper for once. Sure. <laughs> as opposed <That's>, to. <laughs> it's really, really fun. So I would definitely yeah. uh, keep up with Spectrum Boutique. Um, I am writing an article for them right now. Oh, so hey, that's yeah. exciting. Congrats. Soon. Love that. And what else? Oh, Shan Boudram okay. on YouTube. She is fantastic. Um, she is a BIPOC woman as well. She is fantastic. I've been following her work for over a decade now and she wrote a book I think when she was very very young like in her early 20s called oh, Laid wow. um cool language might be a bit antiquated now because it's kind of about young people's experiences with sex and like you know this was like 10 12 years ago so uh, yes things are very different but I feel like it's basically an anthology of you know people's experiences with their first time or mm -hmm. like quote losing mm -hmm. their virginity and right uh, the yeah. experiences really vary from all cultures from all nationalities because she's Canadian yes. um you know from good bad and ugly stories from oh, wow. rape and trauma stories to mm -hmm. like this was great I had a fantastic time <laughs> or like my first time was a queer experience like it's a very varied um interpretation of sex and I think it's just more holistic and more realistic so I highly yeah. suggest if you're a sex educator if you're into that at all just pick up a copy of laid young people's experiences with sex in an easy access culture um and she's one of like the most well-known and like highest engaging I'll say on the socials um in the sexuality sphere I'll say um she just has like a huge, huge following. And I think that's great for a woman of color. Like it's like no one else that I've seen. And it's because she's consistently been doing the work for, for so long. And I model yeah. a lot of um, my professional goals after her. So her name is Shannon Boudram. She goes by oh, Shan. If you visit her website, shanboudram, I think, .com. Don't quote me on yeah, that. We'll find it. We'll try and put but, some of these in the show notes for this episode so people can find it a little bit easier. And do you have, yeah. some, I'm assuming you've got some of this listed in within your own resources scattered throughout. Oh yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Excellent. If you go to my resources page, it should be arielantoine.com slash resources. Well, there we go. That's what yeah. I'm going to link to right immediately. 
drive that little SEO right on over. (laughs) Hell yeah. Those are all really great resources. I cannot wait to play this back and write them all down (laughs) and check out your resources list Mm -hmm. and, and start reading through. Um, well, those are the questions that we have for you today. Ari, thank you so much for joining us. This has been, yeah, thank you. Such a nice convo and well, you'll have to come back. Clearly we've got to crack open, uh, purity culture. It seems like that's another prevalent one. So yeah, for sure. Please join us again in the future. And, um, we love you very much and look forward to being able to hang out with you in person again sometime. I know maybe in the next year or two, we'll make, we'll (laughs) we'll scoot our way up to the windy city. How about that? 2024. That's what I'm There you go. go. We'll shoot for the moon on that one. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. All right. We will talk to you next time. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Before we go, we of course want to make sure we pay our bills. And that means giving a proper shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Like we've said many a time today, if you enjoy the show and want to get a deeper, more behind the scenes look on um, what we've got out here for you and uh, get to have a, a more personal experience with the show, you can join our Patreon today at patreon.com slash what the fan podcast. So quick shout out to Kristen Spivik check of after dark bohemian charm photography danica dobson of flesh and flora photography megan doherty atticus kimbrough Chris- christopher walker devin bruner of devin michael studios and ali barnes of allison lee designs and rise market thank you all for thanks y'all rather for supporting our patreon uh, for as far as promotions go, as always, we have our merch available right now on Rise Market. You can find it at risemarket.live. Our next live stream is going to be on Wednesday, March 17th at 7 p.m. Central via Facebook Live. Make sure you're following us and RSVP to the Facebook event. We'll have that published here in a little bit. We're going to be joined by Franks Forever, a non-binary, femme queer, Latinx pop artist, and they are a true force to be reckoned with. So don't miss out. Okay, folks, thanks so much for joining us for a lovely sexisode femisode, and we will talk to you next week. Okay, thanks. Bye. This episode of What the Fem Podcast is brought to you by Rise Market. Rise Market helps customers who care find and support LGBTQIA2 small businesses all year long. More than just a queer marketplace or a great place to find queer-made goods, you can find community, too. Free virtual events are offered that center and celebrate the LGBTQIA2 community. The full schedule is available on QueerExchange.com. Rise's radically inclusive digital community space is a great place to shop and help change the world. Shop Rise Market today at risemarket.live. That's www.risemarket.live. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of What the Fem Podcast. Support for our show comes from listeners and supporters like you. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast from wherever you are listening to the show. Your reviews help other users find our show, and we thank you for the help in spreading the word about What the Fem Podcast. Learn more about how you can support us or even become a part of the show by visiting our website at www.wtfempodcast.com. That's www.whatthefempodcast.com. Now go out there and fuck it up, fems.
Big Stink.